0: From talkradio.nyc, welcome to At Home. I'm David Theergartner, interior designer and owner of David Theergartner Interiors right here in rainy Manhattan. On tonight's show, The Sounds of Silence. State-of-the-art audio and visual technology and smart home innovation. My guest this week is Eugene Fix from Fix Consultants. Eugene and I are going to talk all about remote controlled smart home systems, systems that allow us to light up our homes as we approach. They help us to save money and valuable natural resources. And this is just the beginning of Eugene's knowledge and expertise. We will also discuss customized audio visual systems designed to be hidden away, out of view, and integrated directly to our phones. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get started.
1: Oh, we're off to see the Wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. We hear the Wizard of whiz, if ever a Wizard there was. If ever, ever a Wizard
0: there was, the Wizard of Oz is one because, because,
2: because, 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 because Because of of the wonderful things he does. We're off to see the Wizard, the The wonderful wonderful Wizard wizard of Oz.
0: Juxtaposition, contrast, simple principles of design, tools for movie making, novel writing, and successful interior design. Comparing and contrasting, The Wizard of Oz is full of contrast, symbolism, cranks and pulleys, levers, and all kinds of noisy bells. All of it magically hidden behind a soft, velvety curtain of a life well-imagined, the contrast between the before and the after of the tornado, between the dull grayness of Kansas, where the sun had baked the plowed land into a gray mass, and where the same gray color is to be seen everywhere. Place that up against the land of marvelous beauty, the vibrant, bright, polychromatic, technicolor vision of Oz." Oh, the mastery, the imagery. What must it have been like to be in the first Wizard of Oz audience in 1939, sitting there in a dark movie house watching for the very first time that dull gray tornado spin magically and instantaneously into a vibrant land of magnificent color? I love contrast. I love juxtaposition, something strikingly different than something else, like a good marriage where opposites attract, or Newton's color circle that shows how the colors opposite each other on the color wheel have the strongest contrast and harmony. I love French chateau checkerboard floors of limestone and ebony slate. I love white chalk on blackboards, the contrast between light and dark. I love silk velvet, cotton jacquard sheets and coarse, woven natural linen, smooth textures and the hard hand of rough textiles. I love how a smooth, polished metal knife looks against the soft finish of worn, overused bakery marble, or high glass, high gloss against dead flat paint finishes. Contrast is a design principle. It accentuates and deepens the visual dimension. It creates subtle, rhyming changes from one plane to the next, from one space to the other. Contrast informs us. It emphasizes the differences. It creates an emotional response. It adds structure and balance. It adds context and guides us to pay better attention to focus more definitively, to see more intentionally, and to hear more clearly. To hear more clearly the sounds of silence. To hear the silence in an all-too-noisy world. Silence makes us more responsive. We listen better in silence. For instance... If you listen close enough, you can hear the sounds of the whales, or a distant thunderstorm, or the soft, subtle, beautiful sotte voce spin of my favorite tenor in a noiseless concert hall. The quality of silence is relative to the sounds around it or, or against it. I love walking from the loud, amplified city streets into this studio on Tuesday nights, into the quiet, soundproofed room, the covered microphone, the muted flashing lights of the soundboard. Silence helps us to hear better. We hear silence in the same way we experience light. We only see light as it falls on the surfaces in its path. So are there answers in silence? Could we ask, what does it mean to listen? What am I listening for? If silence is the contrast to hearing and listening, then in our world today, silence is an endangered species. Noise pollution is all around us. Decibel levels only get higher. And obviously we are listening less and less to each other. In preparation for the show tonight, I left my office and took a walk around the block. The first thing I heard was the woman in front of me thanking the man for holding the door. Then I heard a tire screech, a car horn, people asking for directions and a reply of, I really don't know. I heard the wheels of a carry-on suitcase against the cement sidewalk and the clip-clop of Central Park horses returning to their stables. I heard pigeons flap their wings to get out of the way of a car. I don't ever remember hearing that sound before. I heard the swish of my office door in the building of my office door as I opened it and immediately heard the muted streets as it closed behind me. Contrast. I'm a better designer because I know the difference. I see better because I appreciate the distinction. I notice small details because I understand larger thematic concepts. I see beauty differently because I want to. I have a desire to. I hear better because I heard the silence. When we come back, my guest tonight, Eugene Fix from Fix Consultants, Smart Home Automation Systems, Eugene and I are going to talk all about audiovisual systems, smart home innovation and connecting our homes through technology. This is at home. I'm David Thiergartner, and we'll be back in 2 minutes.
2: and
1: whisper Listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
3: Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck
4: in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down?
0: My guest tonight, Eugene Fix from Fix Consultant in Chicago and right here in Manhattan. Eugene and I have just recently completed a project on the Upper West Side and have had many experiences together. Eugene, welcome to At
1: Home. Thank you, David. Nice to have you here. Nice to be here.
0: I start each and every show asking the same question. What is your definition of beauty and more specifically, what is beautiful inside your home?
1: Okay, so my definition of beauty, uh, I guess it could, could be tangible and not tangible. So it could be something that I find beautiful when I look at something, and then it could be something physically beautiful in, in my space. Uh, so when I think of something beautiful in my home, I think of the ketubah, which is uh, kind of a wedding contract in the Jewish religion, and uh, it reminds me of My marriage, or recently married. Recently married. Recently married. Congratulations. Thank you. So we have it hanging in our bedroom, and uh, something that I see when I first wake up, and uh, something that is very special to me. And so uh, that is something that I find very beautiful in my home. Uh, But there's also other things that I find beautiful. So uh, the view, of course, that I have in my apartment, which I'm very grateful for, a beautiful, uh, beautiful city, and... Uh, Of course, the way my wife decorated the apartment and how that makes me feel very at home and calm. So all those things are beautiful and uh, have a special feeling when I see them or, or I touch them. Well, that's
0: wonderful. We love everybody's answers, but that was pretty special. The ketubah is can be very decorative, right? So um, it's usually multicolored. Uh yep. And you uh, had calligraphy. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we
1: had a we had a calligrapher who who wrote it out, uh, made it very beautiful, and uh, it's framed, probably. framed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we uh, very it was very important to us, and it was it was signed, of course, by witnesses. And so uh, it it has a lot of meaning. And of course, uh, having it in the bedroom is is the perfect place to to see it every day.
0: doesn't get much better than that. (laughs) Hey, so tell us how you got started because the audiovisual technology, of course, smart home innovation is so recent, but uh, your company, you've been around for a while. Just give us the inside track of how your life began as such a, a rarefied consultant? Sure. Uh,
1: hopefully, it doesn't um, hopefully it doesn't bore you, but <laughs> it will not. Uh, I have always been a tech geek, so I've I've always liked to fiddle with computers and and different devices and try to take things apart and put them together. And I've been doing this ever since I could remember. Um, so, uh, as a kid, I you know I worked at at Best Buy and you know, did that whole thing of doing the sales and doing the, the stock room and fixing computers. And from that, I ended up working for a company in, in the Midwest that really uh, took that to the next level. So they really created uh, uh, really customized systems for people, uh, whether they're computers, whether they're home theaters and entertainment and televisions. And that's really where I really took my knowledge to the next level. I thought that it was really interesting how people could uh, you know uh, set up their homes and their man caves and their living rooms and I really fell in love with it. Uh, kind of a later part of my life, maybe in my uh, late teens and from that uh moving to New York with my with my now wife uh Worked for a company here in the city that uh, was very forward-thinking, very um, kind of on the cutting edge. That's how I feel about New York: is everyone is very uh, ahead of everyone else in the country. Every you know, they they know the latest and greatest, and that's kind of how I felt working for this company in New York. I thought they were uh, the best that they out there, and and so I decided one day I said I, I need to do this on my own. I have my own ideas of how this should be done, and um, I thought that uh, there was a couple things that um, the company lacked, and one of them was being customer-centric and really putting the client in the middle of all the decisions. And so that's what I try to stress with my business is really uh, making it a great experience for people and uh, having them really make those decisions instead of me making those decisions, You know, ha- having them have a voice. And um, I really... I'm friends with every client after I'm done with projects, and I'm very proud of that. uh,
0: Well, I can attest to that, and I will do so a little bit later as we get more into the audio-visual thing. I will say, because I'm always amazed, um, almost every show, that so much of what creative people do or who creative people are start so early in their lives. And you just, again, are another uh, testimonial to the fact that things that we're interested in, in our teenage years, our early years, end up being our passions for our work and and for our innovation. And it's exciting. And if you're a parent, I, I don't know, I'd start really paying attention to what's happening in your teenagers' lives. Uh, we're going to talk about audiovisual um, in the next segment a little bit more, but I really want to talk about uh, smart home technology because it's so new and it's so much a part of of your business and how uh, everybody in my business you know, um, has turned over to smart home technology. Um, I think, though, perhaps um, some of our listeners might be a little bit intimidated by just the terminology and the words. So can you just help us start that conversation and tell us a little bit about what is smart home technology?
1: Sure. That's a great question. So when I think there, there's a lot of terms that are used, smart home, uh, I, uh, you know, internet connected, connected. Um, Home control, home home automation. Exactly. And so I think it's really, I like to use one term to simplify for people, and I call it the connected home. I like that even better, yeah. So any device in your house from your cell phone to your computer to your television to your coffee maker or refrigerator, if it has some connectivity to the internet, it falls under that. Cloud of connected devices, and those connected devices are now making your home connected. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, anything that has a wireless chip in it, and so the the technology side of it is really uh, being, or at least my specialty, is being able to take all those devices and make them convenient, safe, and enrich somehow your life um, when you use it. So. Uh, you've probably heard things like Sonos, and you've heard, seen things like Apple TV, and you've seen your phone that has um, uh, you know, all the different streaming apps. All those devices are connected, and it's my job to make all of that easy for you to use at the end of the day. And safe, of course.
0: Let's talk about some of the things right off the bat that I think are... Um, actually, wonderful about smart home technology or a connected life. Connected home, you said. Yes. yes. Connected home, which is, uh, for instance, for us, you know, our lights come on five minutes before we get home, right? So if we get out of the train, uh, the, 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 the automated system knows that we're coming home. All the lights are coming on. It's just a brilliant concept, I mean, for all of us who walk into dark appointment, uh, apartments, not even just psychologically, but emotionally, too, I think. You know, there's a sense that... You're, you've arrived well and safe and secure. So I love that part. And then, so everybody should have that. I just don't see yes. why you wouldn't have that. And then, um, and then you go right into things like heat and air conditioning too, right? In other words, we can save so much money by not leaving the air conditioner on all day long and set it to go on an hour before we get home so that the apartment is cool, we've saved electricity, we've saved natural resources. So those are a couple of the really highlights don't you think to um home connected technology. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anything that can tie in those environmental environmental uh systems in your home, like uh, you you touched on one of them was having the lights come on before you come home. Um, your connected device your phone has uh, a, a way to tie into your home systems so your home system knows hey you're within two miles from home and so when I when I cross into that two-mile bubble I want the lights to come on in the front and uh, that is I think everyone should have that whether you live in a small apartment or you live in a in a large house um, and also things like you know motorized shades correct yeah, such a shades. such a transformation in your home. It's a way to control light, and so and it's a way to also preserve your furniture and your hardwood floors, and that also is a, a big big part of being able to um, uh you know really create a beautiful space within your house.
0: I want to talk about how it all gets connected, but now that we talked about shades, I think it's important because what happens with automatic shades is that you're not responsible anymore, and so. They can pick up that the sun is incredibly strong that day or that it's cloudy like today or rainy like today. And they're reacting to the environment outside. And so it's incredible for artwork. We had an art consultant on last week to protect the art from damaging direct sun. But it also doesn't make a room dark if it's Kind of like today, which is already dark and gloomy. So they're absolutely incredible. I think in just again this emotional response that we have to our homes and living in our homes, and it all comes from this connected home technology. Exactly. So just let's use that, or let's use the light, and just give everybody sort of the uh, ABCs of how this works and and how simple it can be
1: to to incorporate it into their life. Sure. So it, for example, if you have a Uh, living room with some windows and you have lights and lamps and all the different you know sconces and fixtures Uh, you can purchase uh, a smart dimmer or a smart keypad that would replace the existing dimmer that you have on the wall so i'm plugging a lamp into something else Uh, You can plug a lamp into a device that will plug into the wall, and now that device is connected, so it's a smart device. To your cell phone. It could be your cell phone. It could be a a controller on the wall. And so then you can go into your phone and program uh, different times that that lamp could turn on or turn off. Uh, You could set different light levels based on the mood that you pre program And now you can take it a step further and look at things like your shades. Um, If you have an apartment that doesn't have any existing cabling and you just want to install something more like retrofit, they have shades that have built in, you know, with batteries, wireless completely, and you can program that into your phone, and now that becomes a smart device. And now you could have the lights and the shades work together. And that's one app or two separate apps depending on the devices? One app, preferably, if you are hiring a consultant like me or if you're more of a do-it-yourself you're going to want to look to see compatibility and i always say one app is better than two three or four uh because under one app devices talk to each other and that really is what creates smart smart home is when everything is under one bubble and because everything can talk to each other you can create uh, if-then statements within your house. If this happens, then this will happen. So if the light sensor that is sitting next to my shade notices there's a lot of ambient light, then open my shades and turn off my lamps. Those. That's a easy, very simple example of what you can do with, with connected devices under one application.
0: So let's get into that because this show is about hiring professionals and getting to understand those relationships and what they can provide for us. And if we're building custom homes, which is what we do, if we're building custom homes or custom apartments, talk about where you come into the process. Are you are you um, I mean I know but we're going to explain it to everybody else, but I mean are you standing next to the designer? Are you with the um, architect in the beginning meaning you're interfacing with the clients to figure out what their needs are? Certainly I have to design an electrical plan, so I'm going to need the information pretty quick, right? Or the architect
1: is. Am I correct? You're 100 percent correct. I always say it's better to get an audiovisual consultant or a connected home consultant involved as early as possible, uh, just so you can make sure that when you are designing the lighting or the ele- you know, or you're building the book bookcase for the TV, uh, all of that should be incorporated as early as possible really reduces, saves people money, actually. So you're not dealing with you know, change orders and you're not dealing with right. having to constantly, uh, you know, request RFIs from companies. And so as early as possible and I really start to work with the, the architect and the designer early on, I usually get hired before even the contractor is selected yeah, and that's those are the because best. it's a part of the design process. Exactly. Yeah, so
0: I think too, um, let's talk about, in, especially in connected homes or smart home technology, where your client isn't fully aware of uh, the innovation right, in the state-of-the-art sort of thing, can you talk in the couple of minutes that we have left just about how you educate, how you how you help uh, your clients understand what the possibilities are and what is exciting about that technology? Sure.
1: So what I've started to do recently is I've started to take my clients to the showroom. There's a showroom in Soho. Uh, it's on Broadway. And uh, so I can bring them into the showroom and show them exactly what their options are in every part of their house, you know, every room of their house, so everything from the bathroom. Their showroom is outfitted with all the bells and whistles, everything from a movie theater to, uh, you know, a nice a, a dining room with, with, you know, concealed speakers so you don't even see them. And then you have the the the, the man cave with the big TV and the, and the motorized shades and the drapes and the voice control which is something that we haven't even talked about but wow, it's all level right <laughs> yeah so it's like going into a you know a candy store for for a kid where adults coming into this place and They play around with everything, and then we can kind of get into the details and say, all right, these are the options, and here's approximately what things cost, and here's kind of what I recommend, and and sort of let them steer their own uh, path in terms of how they want things to look in their own home. Discover
0: things, talk to you about it, you consult them, and they move forward, and you build basically the product that will one day be inside their home. Exactly. Very, very nice. This is at home, and we'll be back in two minutes to talk all about, uh, I don't know, everything with Eugene. I personally want to know what it's like to be in my own living room and feel like I'm behind home plate at Yankee Stadium or certainly in the front row of the Metropolitan Opera. So give us two minutes, and we'll be back and talk to Eugene all
4: about that. (laughs) HORANGEO! <laughs>
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com.
0: We are talking to Eugene Fix from Fix Consultants of Chicago and right here in Manhattan. Um, You know, Eugene, I think we could have spent the whole uh, show talking about connected homes, but we're going to move on to audio visual and all of the fun stuff that everybody gets excited about, especially my male clients, my husband clients, this is where I can really uh, get them involved in the project. So um, let's just start off with like, how would you describe yourself? Are you an audiophile? Are you a visiophile? What, where do you put yourself on the spectrum in that world?
1: Um, I would say I'm more of an audiophile, so I'd appre- I appreciate uh, seeing speakers, uh, amplifiers, I like seeing all the, all the gadgets and playing with all the knobs, so more so than TV, I, I rarely watch TV actually. <laughs>
0: Right, right, which is yeah. a question down the line because I, I don't either very much. Um, I'm fascinated, I mean, we talked a little bit about how we helped our clients understand the new technology of connected home, but what about what about the audio-visual world? Uh, we, we, there, it changes, it feels like it changes almost every day or certainly, you know, a couple times a year, right? I mean, there's just the product is constantly streaming in into a, a new area, a new world, so how do you how do you deal with that? Are you showing them the newest things? Are you showing them the appropriate things? That you know, how do you keep up with all sure. of that?
1: So everyone has a different um, appreciation or level of involvement that they want to have in in the project. So I try to break it into three three categories or three focus points. The first being the control, uh, what somebody is seeing in their hands and how they select music and play it. So the control is very important. Is it easy to use? Is it easy to select a song and play it? Is it a record player where they put the record on and hit play, or is it something more like a digital screen on your iPhone that you select a song and hit play? So that is sort of my first step is showing somebody the end product. Then we get into the room itself and what that room is going to look like is it going to be speakers that are uh, sitting on the floor bookshelves are they hidden away in the ceiling are they invisible are they going to be underneath the tv like a sound bar so then we sort of talk about the options and try to narrow down the best option for what that room is being used for and then the last part which is the least interesting part to people is what powers those speakers? Is it going to be a high-fidelity amplifier? Is it going to be something like Sonos? Is it going to be uh, something else that uh, is, is kind of working in the back end to make that speaker sing? And so because
0: you're starting so early in the process with me and with an architect, let's say, so are there certain criteria that you would expect? So let's say that we're setting up a family room for the whole family with with the sound system and the TV and all that. Um, anything else that you would need in the beginning of that? Are we looking for a certain type of sheetrock? Are we looking for uh, a, a, a certain type of uh, soundboard or any of that kind of uh, idea that just enhances the experience more completely
1: than the components and the speakers that you've incorporated? So we're going to... That, that's a great point. Uh, we I'm looking for... Things in a room that, of course, will absorb sound. We don't want to have a completely like like an echo chamber. It wouldn't sound right. So we want to have an area rug. We want to have drapery. We want to have things like couches that will absorb sound because without those things, uh, the speakers won't sound good. They I mean, they just they just sound bright and tinny, and and we don't want that. So it, uh, surfaces that absorb are very important. I don't know if you've ever walked into like a restaurant somewhere like on the Lower East side or in Brooklyn and you automatically hear noises and it's very loud. And even somebody that's sitting, you know, 10 feet away from you, you can hear their entire conversation. And part of that is because the sound in that room is not treated properly. So same thing in your living room, same thing in your family room, your den, it's very important to treat the room and the speakers will kind of do the rest. So yes, to answer your question, very important.
0: And just to reemphasize it again, because I always do, but that's a wonderful reason to have uh, professionals in the beginning of the project so that you and I can talk about that as we go forward because the size of the room or the size of the ceiling or the cubic square feet can play such a huge part of it. So you could say to me, hey, David, we're going to need Uh, you know draperies against those uh, tall glass windows or you know what are you planning on as far as a rug to help us sort of with the sound quality right exactly so I think that's really interesting the other thing that's really interesting to me is that the internet is so much a part of our supply chain now you know music and and television or movies and stuff is all coming from the internet totally different than even maybe 10 years ago or even five years ago how do the components or do the components respond or change to the source that they're receiving the information from in other words we're not putting a disc on the disc player it's being streamed in how do we is there a way to know which one is better or not based on how we're getting our information
1: so yes uh so the quality of the sound that you're going to hear from your speaker system is 50 percent source that's my opinion so if you're feeding something into your sound system like and i don't want to badmouth any streaming service but i'll say like for instance spotify right and people listen to it a lot apple music those that's another one most of the content on those streaming services compressed and so you're already compressing the quality of what you're going to be able to hear on your speaker system by half and so um oh my god yeah and so what i think is the best quality and kind of the in-between, you know, nobody's going to really want to put CDs in a CD player and hit play, even though that is still, in my opinion, the most, the best quality of sound. The nice happy median is using a service that really focuses on uncompressed music streaming. There's not too many out there, but the ones that do it, do it right. And you really can tell a difference of sound quality instantly.
0: Is that something as
1: if you took somebody down to
0: the showroom, you would try to get a client to understand?
1: If they say that music is important to them and... If I, they're really describing themselves as an
0: audiophile. Yes. You would have to walk them through... Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I and I would show them the difference and, and they would hear it instantly. You know, something that is uncompressed versus compressed. It's almost as if you're watching something, and this is me because I'm a geek, something that is... Uh, say 720p resolution which is high definition versus 4k which is very very high you know very high resolution uh, display that's the noticeable difference for me comparing comparing uncompressed to compressed music it's very different
0: I think we're getting into my next question but I'm going to say it so much more like a layman but my next question was does a good sound system and I think you've answered it already. So play with me on this a little bit, but does a good sound system integrate into our bodies and into our ears and into our home or should it talk to us? Should it, should we, should it be happening to us? Like, does that even make sense? In other words, I think it's so important for it just to be in the environment. Right. And I feel a lot of times that I'm insulted, assaulted by sound. And so is that based on how we're streaming it, or how we're listening to it, or is that more the systems that we've brought into the mix?
1: It, it could be a little bit of both. I think that um, the the way that the system is designed, it and and I and I really think of like tangible objects. If I had, like in my room, for example, I have some bookshelf speakers, and and uh, when I hear my podcasts in the morning, I could really, you know. It really uh, it kind of screams in my in my room. It's very noticeable where the music is coming from. Um, one thing I couldn't do in my apartment is you know put in a speaker in the bathroom. But if I were to if I was able to do that, if I was designing my own home and and I can start from a fresh sheet of paper and say this is what I want to do, the first thing I would do is put sound in my in my bathroom. I, I love hearing things, uh, you know, whether it's a podcast or music or talk show. Like th- that is exactly what I want to do, and that really helps me. You know, get my day going, so I hope I don't know if that answers your question. I think it does. Okay. I think yeah, I think uh, it answers the integrated question yeah. anyway. Um, let's get into
0: TVs really quick, and um, I, I would think that the same thing for speakers is could be true for televisions, right? Uh, quality, type,
1: uh, all the digital components yes. of
0: it. Can you take us through a brief TV tour?
1: <laughs> so, uh, in terms of in terms of TVs and. When pe- what people look at, when what they see today, right, when they're shopping for a TV is you're, you're going to notice that TVs are just getting bigger. And, and that's just going to continue to be the trend. They're getting bigger. They're getting thinner. Uh, they're getting more, you know, higher resolution. And so I think that's just going to continue in, in a trend. People are going to have to get used to the fact that you might have a room that's 10 by 10 and you're gonna have a 75 inch TV in there <laughs> right so that that's it's gonna continue to grow in size until people say well I, I literally don't have the wall space for this TV um, and then of course there's the content similar to our discussion about compressed versus uncompressed music similar uh, things are happening in the in the video world so companies that will stream I'm sorry companies that are like You know, Spectrum or or Verizon FiOS are going to give you a signal. I think that's sort of half baked. It's not the best. It's compressed video. It's you know, it's 1080i. Some of it is uh, 4K, but for the most part, it's very uh, low quality, even for even for HD. You will see more and more people now streaming, uh, even live TV. So like in my home, for example, I don't have cable. I use something called YouTube TV, which gives me all my local channels, you know, all my premium channels. Um, and and the quality is, is fantastic.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I learned something just now. <laughs> that, that would be my takeaway. Let's do a couple different scenarios, should we? Sure. For instance, if I am a sports fan, if I am a baseball fan. Um, Compared to uh, opera fan or, you know, watching uh, Met performances live on Saturday or or a little bit like me where I listen to podcasts and I listen to music and then at night I watch reruns of Johnny Carson and Golden Girls and all the silly stuff from my youth. Is there a different television? Is there a different sound system for people who are so specific in what they do watch or listen to at home? Should I have different things for whatever my focus is? Sure,
1: sure. So for for the sports fan who is watching you know, the you know football or or soccer or whatnot, you're you're, you're definitely going to want to go large on screen. So you want a big TV. Uh, you you're going to want something with surround sound capabilities. You really want to hear you know the crowd behind you or in front of you. You'd almost want to put yourself in that scenario and as best as possible. So having Surround sound is perfect. That's that's number one for that type of For scenario. like sports activities. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah.
0: And then it probably would be much more basic for
1: just TV watching a drama or the news, let's say. Exactly. The system can handle both. You could go for the two speakers set up in a, in a surround sound system. So the system will know exactly what you're watching and it'll adapt to exactly kind of, uh, you know, the content that's on the screen. As always. I'm sure there
0: are about a thousand more questions that we could ask you. Eugene, you are truly a wizard, and we are unfortunately out of time. I can't thank you enough for all of your insight and your knowledge and helping me at least understand it all a little bit better. Will you stay with me and take some questions from our listeners when we come back? Of course. It'd be my pleasure. Excellent. This is At Home, and we'll be back with your questions in two minutes.
1: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
2: talkingalternative.com
0: I think we might have more questions tonight than ever before, so I think we better get started. <laughs> um, first one, our, techno- our tech, you guys talked about uh, how fast technology changes. Um, I'm trying to paraphrase this long question. Life, life ge- seems to change constantly. How do I stay current, and how do I prepare all of my audiovisual and my smart home technology or my connected home technology at the same time? How do I keep up with uh, the onslaught?
1: That's a great question. I think uh, just getting in touch with, with an audio consultant, video consultant, always IT good. company, always good. Um, I think having a consultation, having a phone call is really important. Um, but if you're just trying to stay in the loop and see what's new out there, I think uh, this is going to sound weird, but watching things like an Apple keynote, uh, for example, they very much hit on a lot of the different things that Uh, my industry does we intersect a lot so even just by watching an apple keynote you're going to learn a lot of stuff about what's coming and um, and so i think that's important to do but otherwise getting in touch with an uh, with a connected home consultant like myself uh, even if you know one of the most commonly asked questions that i get in new york is you know my internet's slow (laughs) my wireless is bad and how do i improve that and so having a simple 5, 10, 15-minute conversation with somebody like me can really you know, answer a lot of questions. Uh, so. uh,
0: the second question here is that I do want to hire an audio consultant uh, because I want to be a part of the process. Um, it's you know uh, uh, trying to understand cost and setting up a budget and how I compare – my budget and where i want to be with my budget with the technology that's available and out there can you just help um, again i kind of paraphrase this question but i think it's a good one as far as you know how do i start picking and choosing when i'm not aware of the cost and i'm not quite 100% sure of how good they are or how uh, technologically uh, sufficient they are to my needs and then how do i
1: keep it in line with in the budget. Sure. Uh, so one thing I pretty commonly do is when I'm ever, when I'm talking to somebody and we're putting together a design for them or a proposal, um, I like to give people a couple options, uh, maybe three options in some cases to choose from a good, better, best. And then when they meet and we go through the showroom and they understand sort of what you can get. That they kind of, it's sort of relative to the budget at that point. They could see, I looked at the best and here's what it's going to cost me, but there are ways to value engineer it and here is what the savings could be. So giving people two or three options and then having them sort of choose uh, what is in line with their budget and what they experience at the showroom, I think is very important and it works pretty well for us.
0: Terrific. Here's the next one. We are a mixed up family. I think most are. Uh, Some of us are dedicated Apple users and some of us use the other uh, systems like Samsung, I guess, right? I can't even begin to figure out how I would incorporate all these different systems for everybody in my home.
1: The The easy easy answer to that is if, if it's a smartphone, Android or Apple, there's something on it called an app store. Um, everything is very uh, sort of compatible these days. So if you have a smart home system, the chances are it's going to be compatible with Android and and uh, Apple, so they'll work on both.
0: So that's literally all from the app store, or yes. from an app store from
1: an app store. So Android has their own app store, quote unquote, and so does Apple. So when the developers of the, the systems that we uh, that we design and install, uh, almost all of them have an app for Android and Apple.
0: Terrific! That seems like an easy solution yeah. to that. <laughs> um, You know, I'm going to jump in here real quick with a question of my own, because when you and I first met many, many years ago or several years ago, uh, one of the challenges that I've always had as an interior designer and bringing in audiovisual people was that in a lot of the homes that we do, maybe the parents are away at night or the father is on. Um, a business trip or um, mom's away on her business trip and so there's grandma or there's the nanny or whoever and using um, technology when you have little kids and making sure that you can actually turn on the Disney channel at 4 o'clock in the afternoon is crucial I, I think are we saying that it's getting easier and that it's more universal for everybody no matter what their degree of proficiency is And if that's not true, then how can we make it that way?
1: So the systems have gotten really, really intelligent. I think a lot of the manufacturers that I work with really have put uh, the client sort of in the center. How do we make this system as easy as possible for uh, grandma and grandpa to pick up a remote and and watch something? And so uh, it's gotten much, much easier from where it's been in the past. Uh, the, The systems have Capabilities now. So, for instance, David, if you're in LA and you have your in-laws, your parents in town, and they just want to be able to turn on and watch CNN, or they want to watch, you know, the Disney Channel, um, not only are you able to do it from your phone and do it for them in LA, in LA, yes, um, you could also have it voice commands. So you could tell them, "All right, all you need to say is Alexa, turn on CNN," and the system can do that. and they could set the room up with the volume properly, dim the lights if you want them to dim the lights, and that's all done through you. you. You don't need to have me come in and do that kind of work because the systems are so intelligent now that it's sort of all done on your own. Of course, we're, they're available to answer any questions and show you how to do that, uh, but it's gotten to that point where it's almost user-driven almost 100%. I
0: can see already that I'm getting all of these responses like, uh, you know, have a six year old, have an eight year old, they can do anything, uh, that we weren't able to do, which yes, of course I,
4: I realized that the
0: kids are much smarter than we ever sure. thought that we would be. And that's good. That's terrific. Hey, uh, before we run out of time, um, are there any big takeaways, anything that, uh, you think is important that we didn't talk about that, uh, uh we might be able to help our listeners with.
1: I think, uh, Internet security and being able to feel comfortable putting a system like this in your home I think really is important and I think we would maybe touched on it a little bit, but uh, one thing uh, I want to tell people that I've noticed c- constantly is passwords for systems. Um, I think that it's very important to have complicated passwords for everything that uh, you have in your house from an app to your, e- you know, email or computer, credit card or whatnot, don't have the same password, and I can't tell you how many times, I I see this from clients. So sometimes people will say to me, "Yeah, make the password this," and I'll respond to them and then say, "No, this is not right. This is the simplest way to have your system hacked." So. Have complicated passwords, figure out a way to to memorize them, whether they're on your computer, drive, or written down somewhere. But that is my biggest takeaway with any type of system connected to the internet, is have a complicated password.
0: (laughs) That's absolutely incredibly great. And I was taught that, I think, by you. And so I use, and maybe everybody else can, I think of my favorite song or a song that works with whatever I'm passwording, and then I change the vowels to letters, or the vowels to numbers. So for instance, song would be capital S zero and G and keep doing that. And I can remember music or song titles much better than a random password. Um, Eugene, thank you again for being with us. That was valuable. Thanks for advice. Having me. I'm going to take a couple seconds because in my world over the past 26 years, I have dealt with all kinds of audiovisual consultants and experts. And I have to tell you, uh, I have found it to be one of the most challenging parts of my business, and I've told you that before, and I'm here to tell you that I think Eugene Fix is one of the most outstanding experts and consultants I've ever worked with. He's a fine, outstanding man. He has a wonderful company, and all of my clients uh, have said the same thing back to me. So That's thank awesome. you, Eugene. Thank you. And I you. appreciate that you are here with us. Hey everybody, take a look at Eugene's amazing website. It's Fix Consultants. That's F-I-K-S Consultants Plural, right? That's right. Dot com at on Instagram and Facebook. It's at fix consultants. And get to know Eugene and incorporate him or integrate him into your life. I want to thank everybody here at talkradio.nyc, Schoolhouse, number six productions. I couldn't do it without you, and I wouldn't even want to try. Benjamin Keegan for my music. Hey, remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at homewithdti. And remember to take a look at my website, which is David Interiors. Dot com stay tuned for the noreen sumter show beyond potential live life your way and until next week on the radio remember the best designs for your life start at home
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Hi, are you interested in blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies? Then tune in here on talkradio.nyc with me, David every friday 11 a.m to 12 p.m eastern time as we answer your questions and interview great guests live on internet radio on building the blockchain where you can catch the blockchain revolution
4: you're listening to the
1: talking alternative network are you stuck in a rut negative thoughts feelings and conversations got you down